The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Today, we're talking with Sean Anderson. Sean is a number one ranked motivational author, unlimited thinker, and a lifetime entrepreneur with a history of inspiring others. Today, we're discussing his book, Amicus 101, A Story of the Pursuit of Purpose and Overcoming Life's Chaos. So welcome to the show, Sean. Uh, Good morning, Dr. Rebecca. I want to know, first off, am I talking with both you and Oliver today? Oh, Oliver's always here. <laughs> yeah, he's, cool. uh, he's usually on my lap listening in, you bet. <laughs> I, I applaud the fact that you rescued Oliver, and I know that you're giving him an, an amazing, awesome home. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty happy. Um, his life is definitely a lot different than it was. Um, so what brought you to becoming so dedicated to being a motivational speaker? Well, you know, I, I I don't really view myself, honestly, Rebecca, as a motivational speaker. I, I, I believe that I'm more of an encourager for people to live the very best versions of themselves. You know, there's so many people in our world that influences our world that are always telling us, you know, what we can't do or what we can't become. I want to be the other person. And, you know, that's what I choose to be is what I call a battery charger of the human spirit. Someone who says, come on, Rebecca, you can do that. You can do that show. Come on, Rebecca, you can, you can take that risk if that's what you want to do. That's how I see being me. Certainly, I've had influences in my life where people didn't believe in me, and so I wanted to, I wanted to counteract that, and I wanted to make my life even different, and I wanted to be the clapper and the cheerleader and the motivator and the encourager. Well, you know, I th- it, that is pretty in- inspiring and, and motivational. And, and you know, um, when I started doing the show, you you asked me briefly before we started, and I'm actually a really shy person. And uh, But I have a, a personal rule that I won't say no when an opportunity comes my way because I can talk myself out of it. So uh-huh. so in a way, I guess that, that rule is very similar. I'm, I'm my own motivator, um, you know, and it, it was very terrifying to start doing this. But, you know, um, 60 shows in, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a lot more comfortable. Um, and uh, it's changed how I do other things as well. So just taking that step forward can change so much else in your life. So it, I think it is important that we have motivation and, and we have um, that that cheering behind us so that we can do those things. Well, I applaud you on having such self-awareness because you, you knew one of the things that potentially would hold you back from living the life you love. And that's, that's that little voice inside you, that fear that says, Oh, come on, you can't do that. Or you're afraid or whatever. But because you have that awareness, you're able to counteract it and say, I don't want to be that person. And now look what you've done. You've created the show. You've created a forum for people to talk about motivating and inspiring ideas. You've created a chance for people who are out there that felt the same fear that you have. You've given them a chance to maybe develop that same self-awareness that you, that you have. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, that's, that's, that's why I have the rule of not to say no. It's, um, we, information needs to be shared to people and if if all of us that are able to um, offer those venues um, don't share it then you know we're living in the the middle ages so uh, you know in this world information is is uh, one of the most available things now yeah and it's a matter sometimes of what we choose to feed ourselves I believe that all of us 
inside there's either a black dog or a white dog, and the dog that comes out most is the dog that we feed. So certainly, if we're in feed, if we're feeding the the dog, the white dog, empowering information, you know, that helps change our thoughts, which change our feelings, which change our actions. That's a lot different than listening to naysayers and people that say you can't. And when we feed that black dog and then we, we start to live, live lives of seclusion, we start to have regrets later in life thinking, gosh, why didn't I do that? So it, 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 it depends on what you're listening to. So when people are listening to this, they're feeding the best part of themselves. Yeah. Well, and I know um, one thing that I've observed, and I, I think I, I've been there um, in my life as well, is when you're feeding the black dog, although since Oliver is a black dog, you may want to change that analogy. <laughs> um, Hi, Ollie. You know, when we're feeding that, that negative side, um, sometimes it's addictive to do that as well. You don't realize that you're down down that hole and and uh, you need validation. And sometimes the validation is validating the negative stuff. Yeah, you know, sometimes when we start feeding that negative side, the feeding the negative side is so easy because it's just so easy for someone to say, to, if someone says, you can't do that, Rebecca, there's no way you can start a show. You think you can really talk to these people and you think you can do it? If you listen to that, you start to believe it because that's the easy path. It's easy not to have gone through all the hoops that you've had to go through to create your show. But when you started just believing just a little tiny bit, maybe I could do the show. That was the harder road because of all the things that you had to do. But yet when we walk that harder path, look what ends up being created, right? Exactly, yeah. And, uh, and the changes in myself as well, um, I, I'm not being as afraid to speak in front of, uh, this weekend I spoke in front of 300 people and, uh, you know, two years ago that would have terrified me and um you know i got voted to do it <laughs> because <laughs> everyone else was scared and i was like sure whatever <laughs> you know it it, uh, it doesn't phase me anymore which is way different than what i was like before i started doing this yeah you because you created that image of yourself people now yeah. see you as being this powerful purposeful passionate human being that could stand up in front of 300 people so when we walk that hard road, all of a sudden look at the path that we, that we are now on and the path that people see us on. I mean, I have no doubt that when you spoke in front of the 300 people, you were still feeling a massive amount of butterflies, man. You were trying to catch them with a net inside you. I've spoken hundreds of times. And I'll tell you what, every time right before I go on, I still get nervous. But yet it's the power of being able to overcome that nervousness, to being able to overcome the voice that says no and getting on stage and giving it our best. Exactly. Well, and I've always felt that that bravery was not the lack of fear, but overcoming the fear. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. I mean, I I never advocate not having fear. Fear fear is because if we had no fear, we'd probably go kill ourselves in so many things. You know, we'd we'd jump out of an airplane without a parachute, right? We fear is a healthy thing, but it's being aware of what you're fearful for and having that awareness that says, do I want to move past that fear or not? You know, do I want to have that show? What are the benefits if I create the show? And, and, and that, when we start to realize the benefits and the value of moving past our fear, our fear starts to slowly become smaller. Exactly. So um, when you approached me for this show, um, I noticed that you actually created the Extra Mile Day. And being in Canada, I'd actually never heard of this. And so I did, you know, I read about it. And I just wonder if you can tell us about that and what, what inspired you to start this? Um, there's a, I've got a nonprofit called ExtraMileAmerica.org, ExtraMileAmerica.org. And it all started back in 2009. The United States at that time and many parts of the world were just having a terrible economic period and with the economic problems in the United States people started feeling a real sense of hopelessness and being not certain about their own futures people started looking at the government and saying what are you going to do to make my life better people would look at their boss and say what are you going to do to make sure that I have a job and that I'll make more money in the future and even people looked at their wife and spouse and, and said what are you going to do to make our relationship better 
they lost the general premise that we are the number one creators of our own life and what we choose to do and think and believe is what makes all the difference. So I created back in 2009 a tour called the Extra Mile America Tour where using at that time my 47-year-old non-bicyclist body, I pedaled a bike 4,000 miles from one ocean to the other and along the way, I created events in 21 cities where my staff had pre-identified over 200 people who had gone the extra mile in either overcoming significant defeats and failures and setbacks in their life or who had gone the extra mile in following through and, and pursuing their ultimate dreams. At the end of the tour, I gave away $10,000 to the stories most inspiring me. As I was pedaling my bike across the state of Nevada, which is this, it's this lone state with lots of desert. I think when God created the United States, he made Nevada last. And, and it, there's one stretch of about 60 miles of just pure desert, 110 degrees sun, and I'm pedaling as fast as I can to get to the next stop. And I start thinking, I go, wow, what can we do to make this extra mile America tour even more visible? So I had this idea out the middle of the tour of creating extra mile day. An extra mile day was going to be a day where the mayors of cities recognized their local heroes who were going the extra mile in volunteerism and service to make the world better. On November 1st, 2009, 23 cities in the United States declared extra mile day and clapped for their heroes. On November 1st, 2016, 560 cities did the same. That's awesome. You know, it's... um I have a, a rule in my life that I don't watch the news and it's mainly because it's so full of negative stuff and fear and you know I can find out what's going on in the world in a different way and and I think that if more things were geared towards you know those positive things people making it a difference because I think there's more of that than there is of the negative stuff then you know some of that fear would go away and and people would realize and then it would start making a chain reaction there'd be more people doing those things yeah you're right I agree with you you know it's we find what we look for in life I mean we could we, you know, we're either looking for the gold or we're looking for the dirt, and de- depending on which one we're looking for is going to determine the the, the thoughts that we have and the feelings that we have. Uh, someone, you know, once asked, uh, you know, Andrew Carnegie how he had created 43 millionaires in life, and then that's what he said. You know, I go in there looking for the gold and people, not the dirt. It, 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 it's the same process. I, when we, when you try to find one ounce of gold, you have to move tons and tons of dirt. But you don't start by looking for the dirt. You start by looking for the gold. And it's the same thing. I mean, if we want to really have a crummy day, I guarantee the number one thing you can do is go ahead and open the news channel and read the news of the world. Because I'm positive that you will find a story that's going to upset your spirit so much that it will put a shadow on the rest of your day. So, you know, we are the ones that control that little computer on the top of our head. The information that we put in is exactly the kind of life that ends up coming out. Um, you know, you, you said uh, just a minute ago, we find what we look for in life. And I, I think that that also brings us back to that the negative stuff is addictive and it, it's feeding something in us and we can get stuck in the cycle. So if you're feeding those thoughts in your head and then you're watching the news and they're feeding the thoughts in your head and, and everywhere you go, you're seeing all oh, this person cut me off in traffic and this happened and this happened and you're only mm-hmm. seeing those negative things, you are going to find what you're looking for. Well, from your perspective, why do you think people do that, Rebecca? Um, I, I actually think it's addictive. I think, um, you know, they're stuck in this feeling inside them, and uh, it's a validation to find, yeah, people are terrible because this happened to me when I was out in this place. Instead of, on the other hand, looking, oh, this this person in the store is having a bad day, so they messed up my order, instead of mm-hmm. being resentful at them. You know, there's two ways you can look at those situations, and, and it's... Um, it is perspective, for sure. But sometimes I find, and I'm sure you can talk about this more, that we do have to change our perspective so that we can see things differently. Well, you know, one affirmation that I that I say to myself first thing every single day is today is going to be a lucky day. Something awesome is going to happen. 
So I'll tell you what, when you start a day really believing that and feeling it in your soul and in your spirit, that today's going to be a lucky day. Something amazing and awesome and fantastic is going to happen. I got to tell you, it happens, you, you, become, you develop this awareness that you start to see the amazing and the awesome and the smallest of things. It changes your whole perspective. You know, the United States right now is having a, you know, they're, they're, they're having a, a fit because of the, the person in the, in the White House, for example, and, and they get so focused on letting what this person is saying determine their attitudes and feelings. Not only does it ruin Bay, it's just, it's, it's, it's basically upsetting how these people feel about how the next four years of their life are going to go. But yet they need to understand that they shouldn't give the power to any one person to control what they think and do. Why would we ever choose to keep feeding that negative if it makes us feel negative? I've got to tell you, when I've had a negative day, it is the worst thing that I could ever, ever imagine feeling. Why would I ever want to keep creating that negative day when I know that we each have the power to create the negative or the positive? Yeah, exactly. Well, I agree with you. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Sean Anderson. Um, he is the creator of Extra Mile Day, and we're also discussing his book, Amicus 101, A Story of the Pursuit of Purpose and Overcoming Life's Chaos. We're going to be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. We are bombarded with information daily about happy life strategies, beauty products, and business success ideas. Are they truly going to make a change or just take the change out of your pocket? Tune in to Shelly's Show and Tell with host Shelly Hancock. Shelly will explore and recommend proven business ideas as well as show you how to use the law of attraction to create health, happiness, and a prosperous business. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Falling Through the Cracks. Today, we're talking with Sean Anderson. He's the creator of The Extra Mile Day, as well as the author of Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. So, Sean, what is the pursuit of purpose? You know, the pursuit of purpose is finding that that cause, that that cause that motivates you, that inspires you, that whisper inside you that says, gosh, I want to do that. You know, it's... it's uh, Purpose is, is what gives us our reason for being here. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's what motivates us. It's what inspires us. It's what makes us our, the best version of ourselves and helps others become the best version of themselves. 
So, you know, um, a, a lot of talking about that. It, um, I went through a, a serious illness um, about 10 years ago, and um, I was bedridden. I had a lot of symptoms, and, and it, I now treat a lot of people with chronic Lyme disease like I have. And um, when they're in that that place, it's really hard to, to think this way, because what is the purpose of being that sick? And I know one thing that always got me through it was that I had a higher calling to help other people that were in the same situation, because it's very hard to get help. It's very hard to be taken seriously. And then you're sicker than you know, you've ever been. Um, and that thought that, you know, I, I have to help other people got me through it. And I know that that's not everybody's purpose in, in illness, but, um, I, I, I always try to tell people to find some good in what's happening of when you come out of this or while you're going through it, what are you learning and what's happening? Um, is that sort of what, what you're meaning by this? Well, I think your story is a pretty great story, by the way, and I, I, I read your background and your bio, and, and uh, you know, you had a choice back then. You could have continued to, to live with a, a disease that at one point that just people weren't even understanding what it was, and you, you knew what it was even before many of your doctors, I guess, and it was your, your effort, your desire, your passion of not wanting to continue to maybe feel like you were feeling or to try to find solutions to feel better. It was that purpose, that purpose-driven direction that you had given yourself that helped you feel better. And then in turn, when you knew, when you discovered the secret, you know, to feeling better when you have Lyme disease, you were able then to start sharing it with other people. Sometimes in life, I think that we get tested by these these huge challenges. It's an opportunity to not only overcome that challenge, but to show other people later when they go through their own challenges that with persistence, with drive, with positive spirit, with not giving up, with going the extra mile, we can not only change our life, but we have the chance to change 10, 100, 1,000, 1 million other people's lives just because of the hope that we give them. Um, well, that's, that's, I think, exactly what it is. And, and, the the way to look at it as well, which is really hard when you're in the middle of it, and I and I, I can't say that the entire time I was really happy about how I was feeling, but one of the biggest things I learned was that I'm my own advocate, and um, whether you want to take that as an example of my own advocate in health, but also my own advocate in life. So for me, um, you know, I had a choice to allow this to become me or just to be part of me. And and it is part of me and it's part of my history and it's part of what I've learned and and overcome, but it, it's not a definition of me for sure. Um, and, uh, it, you know, it just brought me to where I am today. Yeah, and that's right. I mean, we always, when we have these crossroad moments in our life, we have a decision of, of which person you're going to be, of how do you really define yourself? Are you going to be the, the victim forever, or are you going to be the person that overcame the challenge? I mean, we know which way you went now, and we, we just hope for so many other people that whatever they're going through, whatever challenges, whatever crack that they feel like they've fallen through, that they can realize that they can still see there's still hope up there and they should never start trying to reach through that hope like the little, like the little, you know, piece of grass that somehow finds its way up to the crack in the sidewalk. I mean, it, it kept on trying and persevering and it can. And once it reaches, once we each reach up, that's when our lives are afforded the chance to get better. And that's also the chance when we have to be our most inspiring to other people. Um, you know, I, I think so. Um, one thing you mentioned earlier is that, you know, you took on um, motivation and, and everything that you're doing because you had naysayers in your life. And um, not only we all can be our own naysayers, but, you know, that can be in our family and our friend choices. Um, what what do we do about that? And how do we even recognize it? I think it's really hard to recognize that that's actually happening in your life as well. Well, I, I think, if, again, it comes back to that word awareness. When we realize all of a sudden, wow, this conversation is really a bummer. This conversation is really bringing me down. When we leave a place with someone and we're not feeling more jazz, more, more encouraged, more motivated, chances are you were just hanging out with a naysayer, someone who was 
you know, who is drowning your dreams rather than watering your dreams. And, you know, I'm a big believer that we should hang out with inspiring people that grow us, that motivate us. And if there's naysayers in my life, people that start to make me feel a certain way, which then turns my thoughts into a certain way, those are people that I choose, that I have the awareness of not to want to hang out with again. So it comes down to how do you feel, Rebecca? How does hanging out you know, with me right now feel? Does it feel like it inspires you or does it feel like it brings you down? Because that's, that's where you start to paint your, your day. That's where you start to paint your future is by who you're choosing to listen to and who you're choosing to hang out with. You know, and I, 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 I definitely agree with you. I do know that if this is um, people in your family, it makes it a lot more difficult to um, to not hang out with them. <laughs> so, because, you know, and I don't think it's healthy either to, to, you know, just block out our family unless they're incredibly abusive. Um, what advice would you have for people that are finding, say, there's just somebody that's, you know, doesn't quite have their back, but they, they can't um, exclude them from their lives? Yeah, I get that. You know, it's it's a matter of sometimes believing that the word. I I I just feel bad for people that all of a sudden want to point out the negative in you know in either what I do or in me or whatever. I feel bad for them. It's 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 not really a reflection upon me. I choose not to believe that. It's more of a place of where they are. Sometimes people need to tell us tell us bad things because they think that it elevates them. I think if you go into that situation, that Thanksgiving dinner or whatever, and you just have you're around a table of all naysayers, understand that it's a day, it's a moment. You know, you you can just try to bring out the best in them, but whatever they really say that 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 hurts you, that scars you, that erodes you, it's not who you are. It's only who you are if you choose to believe their words. Um, well, yeah, I think that's that's true, for sure. Um, you know, it, it's uh, one thing that that I've definitely seen. Um, you know, in my family and people around me, is when when people are talking like that, you know, they're hurting as well. Um, and you know, it, it's always my mom's advice is to have compassion for people, and the more compassion that you have, then they, um, you know, that can turn them around. And uh, so when somebody is behaving in a way that, you know, we don't like, if we get angry and behave in the same way, it, you know, it, it's not going to get us anywhere, right? It's just going to cause a fight and everybody's going to be upset. Um, but if you have compassion that that person doesn't know better or that they're, they've got stuff going on in their life, then, then maybe that can make it a, a little bit easier to deal with what's happening. Yeah, we can always we can always switch, flip the switch a little bit too, and you know, turn we can turn the focus back on them. Where we can just ask, you know, so tell me what's going on in your life, and we we get them to maybe change the focus of whatever their conversation is, and and then we cheer them on, and we we encourage and we inspire, and we try to add as much positive feedback as we can, and uh, and focusing on their life, and uh, uh, I find that that often works for me. I think people's number one subject that I've found in life is always themselves. And the more that I can direct people to talk about th- themselves, I think the most positive seeds have a chance to be planted. Yeah. Um, in, in your book, you talk about how our attitude can make a difference. And, you know, I mean, we're basically talking about this through the whole show. But at the same time, I know if we're one, if we're stuck in that place right now, um, say somebody who's either sick, so they've lost something, they've lost their health, they've lost their job, they've lost a relationship or, or something like that. And it, it's really hard to, to how do they switch their attitude from being, you know, this is terrible to where it can change things for them? I, th- I think the number one way that I would suggest that people change their own attitudes, assuming that they're aware that they're having a bad attitude, is by the action that they take. The more we take action over what bothers us, the more we have a chance to change what's really, really bothering us. For example, you were super proactive back when you had the Lyme disease. I mean, you could, you were definitely bothered by that, and there was a lot of things that it was probably preventing you to do in life from doing in life because of how you felt. But because you were proactive and you took action, you were able to maybe help change your thought process, which changed your feelings. So whatever anybody's going through, you know, if they're going through bad health, 
then find the baby steps that start to be proactive that improve that health. If someone's going through a bad job or a bad career, start taking the proactive steps that change that direction. If someone's having a terrible relationship and it's just not going right, find the proactive steps that make it better. We can either sit there and think about it and dwell on it and say, oh man, this really is terrible or horrible. And it will continue to be terrible and horrible. Change only happens when we choose to create change and change happens when we choose to take action. Um, you know, I, I definitely agree. Change isn't going to happen if we keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you talk in your book as well as about routines. How can that change, help us work on all of this? Well, I think that, you know, we, we can establish good routines that send our days in positive directions, or we can keep doing the same routine over and over and keep having the same results over and over. There's a few things that, that I would suggest to people to consider that are really positive routines that start to create ultimate change in the way we think and that start to create ultimate change in the way we feel, which of course creates ultimate change in what we do. The first thing is I'm a big believer that if you control your morning, you control your day. So getting off to a great start, maybe asking yourself three morning questions instead of letting your brain get filled up with all the things of, oh my gosh, I've got to do this today or whatever. I mean, three morning questions, for example, that I would ask myself. Number one, what am I excited about doing today? Easy question for me to answer. Oh man, I get to talk to Dr. Rebecca Riss. That's going to be so cool, so awesome. Question number two, who can I serve or encourage today? I go through my head and I think, oh, yeah, 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 I can do that. And the question number three that I ask myself is, is, is what am I grateful for today? So when I start to change the morning questions that go into my head with this positive spin on them, all of a sudden the rest of my day changes too. Another thing that you can do is to, to a routine you can do to change your life is, Start dedicating your world more to exercise and health. I think when we're, when we feel good, we do good. So if we know that our health is such a preeminent uh, importance in our world, why do we not do more to make sure that it's strong and vibrant? The third thing I think we can do is we can hang out with inspiring people like we talked about before. If we want, if we want, that's a great routine. Find the inspiring people. And, and number four, I'm a big believer in growing every day. That's something I want to do. I want to grow. So I'm always reading something that just makes me become a better version of, of me. Um, I, I like what, uh, well, I liked everything you said, but, um, you know, gratitude is, is a big topic um, these days. And uh, it's always one of my favorite ones. I think it's sometimes really hard to see the things to be grateful for, especially, you know, in a, in a first world. I think, you know, when our iPhone doesn't work right or, you know, or our car, it's cold outside, which it is here, you know, those things. But I'm grateful that I have a furnace that works and a home and, and I, I have have my health now and 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 I know there that there are times when you're in that that darker side where it's hard to see those things you know you see that thing that you lost um, whatever it is or the you know just losing your path or whatever um, and uh, um, can maybe just talk a little bit more about gratitude and how people can develop more of that if it if it's a new topic for them yeah I think I, I've I train myself and I continue to work on this all the time just to be grateful for everything that happens to me. Even something, you know, bad, I just say, oh man, I, I'm grateful for this because of what I can learn, how I can grow, what's going to come out of this. Let me give you an example. Uh, I am a big believer in sharpening myself. So every year I go on these, what I call these sharpening journeys. Uh, last year, I went on a, I, I walked around Shikoku, Japan. I walked 750 miles. The year before that, I walked 450 miles up the coast of Portugal. The year before that, I trekked from France to Spain 550 miles in 27 days. There was one particular day at the very beginning when I was first doing this trekking, and I was actually walking across Spain. It was early morning. It was like six o'clock. And uh, I was out there on the trail by myself, and, 
and I thought I was going to beat the rain, but there was no way it was going to happen. The rain started coming down upon me as if I was taking a shower outside. It just kept coming and coming and coming. There was one patch that I had to walk through, which was three miles, and it was nothing but a road that was the funniest dirt clay I'd ever seen. And when water hit that dirt clay, it literally, my, my, every step, it, it swallowed my foot all the way up to halfway up my knee. So for three miles with it pouring down rain and walking through this, I just kept just pulling the foot out each time and moving it forward. And right there, my first inclination is, I cannot believe that this is happening. Oh my God, this is terrible. And then all of a sudden I just had this moment of peace and calm and say, wow, you know, I've never done this before. I've, I, I mean, this is, this is really, this is really interesting. I, I'm, I'm grateful for this particular moment because I know I'm going to make it out of it and my life is going to be richer because I'm going to be tougher on knowing how to do this. So I changed my attitude. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful for this moment. This is, this is cool. I can do this. Come on, Sean, keep going. And you know what? The rain ended up stopping and 45 minutes later and it was amazing. And I'll tell you what, that story, that experience, that adventure of saying I'm thankful for something happened in my worst life has made me appreciate all the bad things that happened to me because now I know that no matter what, I can come out of that fire better than when I walked into it. Well, you know, and I, I think... I, I love that story, um, you know, and, and, and it's a good analogy for for life as well, because, you know, whether we're on a trek through mud and rain or we're trekking through life and it feels like we're doing that because there's there's so much going on and our life is feeling that that heaviness of just being thankful that, you know, we can get through what we're getting through and um, um, that we're able to do it. And we're going to come out in the end stronger and, and a better person because we've, we've been able to face those difficult times. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you, you are so accurate in, in, in seeing that that is, uh, it's the same as life. I mean, every day we go through, we go through rainstorms in a way. I mean, maybe some days they're just little drizzles and maybe someday it rains more and then maybe someday it's, it snows and maybe someday there's lots of snow we have to drive through. I mean, life's like this. You know, every day there's little challenges. You know, the bad phone call that comes in, the email that turns you upside down, you know, uh, the person who steals your parking lot, the flat tire on the way to work, the rock that chips your car window, uh, the the employee who all of a sudden you hear talking behind your back. I mean, there's, there's so many ways that life rains on us all the time. But we just have to understand that, the, that if we just say, you know, I'm thankful for these certain things, that we come out of it better. We come out of it more positive. We come out of it more understanding of other people's pain and suffering that they go through. We come out of it with the opportunity to be a battery charger for other people. The more that we say thank you, the more gratitude that we sincerely walk with every day of our life. Um, exactly. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Sean Anderson. Um, he is the creator of the Extra Mile Day, as well as we're discussing his book, Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose in overcoming life's chaos. We'll be back shortly. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Sean Anderson. He is the creator of the Extra Mile Day, as well as we're discussing his book, Amicus 101, a story about the pursuit of purpose and overcoming life's chaos. So, Sean, of course, in overcoming life's chaos, in your, <laughs> um, which I think we don't need to explain, but in your book, you do have some, some tips. Um, I think one of the important ones is um, you call it the worry weed, <laughs> whack the worry weed out of your mind mind. Um, can you explain that a little bit? Well, the worry weeds are those little those those little thoughts that continually pop up into our heads that go, oh gosh, oh no, I've got to do that. Oh no, what's going to happen there? Oh geez, that's hanging over my head. You know, I mean, we all know what they are, those little things that, that keep making us go, oh God, I've got that again. Well, as we've talked about earlier, the way to get rid of the worry weeds is to pull them. The way that you pull a worry weed is you take action. When something is bothering you, when you've got that thought of something that you're just uncertain about, create a plan to take action to get that thought out of your head. And then once you know that you've created the plan and you've taken action on following through with that plan and it's still there, you've got to accept the fact that if you've done your best, to take care of it, then there's nothing that you can really do. Sometimes in life, we, we start trying to climb mountains over little anthills. We turn these small problems into bigger problems. The way you make them to go away is just take action on making them go away. It's like in the United States, April is tax day. April 16th is tax day. Everyone's starting to go, oh, God, I've got taxes hanging over my head. I've got to do my taxes. Well, that's a worry weed. Just start taking action on doing your taxes, and every day if you just take an hour, all of a sudden you're feeling better about it because you're being proactive again. Yeah, exactly. Just being a little more organized can definitely help deal with that. Although I I do think... um, although I'm not one of these people for sure, but uh, some people have trouble taking action on the things that will put that aside. They try to avoid those situations and those things that they should be doing and just not dealing with them at all. Yeah, and I feel that, you know, those, I mean, we create what we do. So we we can have the the most amazing, awesome to-do list in the entire world, but unless you take massive action on that to-do list, those same things are going to be on your to-do list. You know, it's one thing to, to to know what you need to do. It's another thing to take action. Life never changes without the action uh, because because then if we're not taking action, we can't hope that our feelings will change. We can't hope that our thoughts will change. It all starts with action. Um, well, I, I definitely agree. We can't make change if we don't change anything. When I was... Uh, I had graduated uh, from Berkeley in the United States and I had trouble finding a job at first. And my first job was working at the graveyard shift at a 7-Eleven from 11 at night to 7 in the morning. And um, during that time, I started reading every motivational book that I could, I could find. And I, I started to understand, try to understand what made those people think that the way they did and, 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 and action became so, such a prominent, a prominent factor. Back then, I created this concept because I knew that I didn't want to work at 7-Eleven forever. 
and I came up with this concept called SOAR, S-O-A-R. I was out running on the beach one day, and I saw the seagull flying out over the ocean, and I go, wow, does that seagull even know where he's going? Look, he's not afraid to fly out there. There's not land for miles and miles, but look how high, look how far he keeps going. I want to live like that. I would like to soar like that. So back then I created this, this four-part plan that I started implementing when I was at 7-Eleven, and the S stood for seeing. You can't know where you're going in life unless you have a vision for where it is. You have to be able to see what you want. The O stood for that word that you brought up about organizing. It's one thing to have a dream, but you can't just say, I've got a dream, unless you have a plan, an organized plan of what to do next. Seeing, organizing, and then the third one was acting. You know, you can have the greatest dream, the most inspiring dream. You can have the most amazing organized action to-do list. But without the action, nothing changes. And then the fourth part of SOAR that I learned was rejecting. It was rejecting the failure that might come early in the process. It was rejecting the naysayers. It was rejecting my own stinking thinking. And so that's the system that came together for me was uh, in order to create the life that I loved, seeing what I wanted, organizing it into a step-by-step plan, taking action on that plan, and rejecting the failure that came along the way. So again, without any one of those three of those four principles having effect, the chances are you're probably not going to live as amazing a life as you really could live. Um, well, it's definitely the way it is. You know, I, I think I'm one of the, the lucky few, it seems, who actually I have a job that I love. And I don't feel like I'm at work when I'm at work. It doesn't have that burden to me. And I know, you know, because I, I talk to a lot of people and ask them about their work. Not everybody feels that way. They have a job that, you know, is actually getting them down or that kind of thing. And so, you know, making those stepping forward and making action so that you ha- can get the things that you love in life so that your life, I guess, as you say, has purpose instead of just something that you're doing to get by. Well, I'm pretty sure that the career that you've now created is it stems from the passion that you had a long time ago of trying to trying to overcome health issues for yourself. And, and again, mm-hmm. that's just it, sometimes what we overcome passionately is a great way to start thinking about doing a career in that too. Yeah. Well, I think so, and and uh, but it's not it's not easy. I can tell you it's it, uh, especially because I started when I was sick. To to be able to push that forward was um, it had rocky times, and um, but at the same time it was what I loved, and I think that that passion just seeped into everything because um, I loved it so much, and so my motivation was was different than the financial part and the um, you know all the other things it was just more that I'm doing something that I'm passionate about that will get me up in the morning and that I'm I'm excited to go to for eight hours in a day if you had to point to one thing that that caused you to rise above the crack and and find the life that you have now what would that be um I I I don't know (laughs) um I think it was just um you know, I, I wanted to live, but I didn't want to live the way I was. I didn't want to live sick. And um, and the biggest part was that I had to get better, and getting better wasn't easy. But I did everything that I could to overcome that obstacle. So the obstacle being poor health. Um, and mm-hmm. it could be any obstacle for other people. Um, and once I found good health and actually knew what that meant, because I didn't before that, um, you know, my life was so so different. I was so happy that I'd gone through that hard time because, you know, I could have delayed it and I could actually still be in the, you know, the middle of feeling sick still. And the hard part and the work that I did to get through it has given me so many years of feeling good and having a fairly normal life that, um, you know, I'm very thankful that I did the hard part. What I hear is that you just really took on the challenge of, of creating your own destiny. I mean, there was a there was a moment there where it was pretty pretty predictable that if you had done nothing, you would continue to feel the same way for the rest of your life. Yes. But you took that challenge and you said, you know, I, I don't want this for my life. And I think that we all have that moment. We all have, we're all in that place where we, we have an opportunity if we, if we accept the challenge, where we can create our own destinies by changing our actions, and you are an absolute perfect example of what can happen when you do that. Um, I hope so. Um, so, 
um, on this, uh, you know, kind of going in this direction, um, how can we encourage others to do the same thing you know aside from doing it ourselves um sometimes you can't sit there and and you know just talk at them and tell them they need to change things so how can we help other people to do you know that hard work that they need to do to change their own lives well you know i you and i we just don't have the power to be able to change other people all we can really do is plant seeds that maybe feed something they've been thinking about or water seeds that have been planted before about just giving person the courage to take the risks to create the life that they want to, to live. Just, just believing in people, encouraging people, knowing that, that, that our lives are an example that because of we went through and we had that extra bit of motivation that they can do it too. The more that we choose to be the cheerleaders and the clappers and the encouragers and the motivators, maybe someday with all of us, you and me and the thousands of others like us, added up to that one person, that one person decides to take the risk. And in taking that risk, everything about their life starts to change. It's just encouraging people to take the first step, not the first step that you think that they should take, but the first step that they could take to the dream and the life that they want. Um, you know, when I sign off on, on my shows, I always um, ask people to make today a great day. And I was really excited that you actually had a, a portion in your book talking about creating a great day. Um, you know, it, it's it, that really is what it is. It could be the most terrible day, but you make something great out of it. And that's really what I want to encourage people to do after they listen to my show and every other day when, you know, I'm only on once a week, um, that that the day that they're in is is great for them. Yeah, and it comes back to intention. I mean, how do you want to live today? What do you want to do? Who do you want to contact? It's. I think when we live with intention, when we live with that purpose, and then we take the action on following through with that vision, that's when we start to be able to, to breathe up that nighttime and go, wow, that was a pretty cool day. Well, it wasn't a cool day because things just happened. It was a cool day because we envisioned what we wanted to do, and then we took action on creating those. I mean, that's how we create a great day. Every day we have the power to pick up a paintbrush and paint the colors on the canvas that we want. You know, every day we have a chance to go out into the world and say hello to someone or not say anything. When we say hello, something great can happen back, a conversation, meeting a new friend. When we don't say anything, nothing happens. It's our action that creates what happens to us. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, now, if there is anybody listening who like to get a hold of your book or your website, um, is there any way they can do so? My website is Sean, S-H-A-W-N, Anderson, A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N, SeanAnderson.com. And they'll find one of the six books that I've written on that page. But, but even more than that, if they've liked anything that, that maybe that we have shared today or any of the thoughts I have, every week, every Thursday, I put out a motivational newsletter. It's short and it's sweet. And it's designed to either push someone up their mountain or pull them up to the mountain to whatever we need in our life. And I will promise dependability. And every Thursday that goes out, please subscribe. It's absolutely free. I want my, my juice in life. Is, is not to sell books. My juice in life is encouraging and empowering as many people to live the dreams that they want in life. That's, that will be the greatest thought that I have when I take my final breath. That's what will matter most to me. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Sean, for everything you do, and thanks for joining me today. Dr. Rebecca Riss, thank you for taking the risks early in your life to become who you are today, and thank you for inspiring so many people. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I want to thank everybody for listening and be sure that you make today a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week. 